The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest is Lisa Edwards. Now, this woman is quite accomplished, not just in the world of trading. She's also an author and you might know this face because she's an actress as well. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Lisa. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, Craig. Hey, look, I want to, I don't want to talk about the movies you've been in. I don't want to talk about the TV. I don't want to talk about any of this sort of stuff. I want to talk to you, the trader. When did you start and what got you into trading? Superannuation got me into trading. So I started in 1998, uh, investing through Comsec and it was purely to sort of make money long-term. Yeah, so that's what superannuation is, obviously. Yeah, so I just I got sick of looking at it going down at that point um, and I thought, hang on a sec, I can do a better job here and I took it over. So. And, I mean, did you say it was, when was that? What year? Uh, 1998. 1998. Now, here's the question. You yeah. had a theory. The theory was... I'm watching my superannuation or anyone who's watching or listening from other countries, basically your pension fund, your 406 yeah. or whatever, 401, I don't know, whatever they call it in the US. I think, um, yeah, 406, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, US people. <laughs> um, but, you know, you had this theory that you could do better. Now tell me, yes. did you do better from day one? <laughs> from day one, yes. But about halfway through, no. And, and that's when I... I think at any point when you're a trader, when you have a big loss, that's when you go, okay, I have to learn how to do this properly. So, yeah, so I think I lost about 50% of the money. Yeah, which was huge. And, and then I went, okay, there's patterns here, there's support and resistance, there's so many different things, I need to learn this. And, and what did your, uh, I mean, the audit that needs to be done in a self-managed super fund within <laughs> Australia anyway, your accountant yeah. must have been thrilled. He probably would have been saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Your, your financial advisor would have been saying something similar because obviously they don't get the fees anymore. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure both when it came to the audit that year were, were um, unfortunately going, I told you so. Is that right? How was the yeah, reaction? I, I did get a, a few I told you so's and yeah, but um Towards the end of that year, so it was about halfway through the year that I lost all the money and then I was probably nearly back at the same point that I started. All right. Look, let let this be a lesson for all you young players out there. Uh, Just don't give up. But but you've got to be smart. You you, you can't just keep on trading and thinking, oh, one day it'll come good because I'll just learn it. you You need to put your time and effort into finding sources of information that are reliable, reputable, and something that sort of fits with the way you think. It's really, really important. So we fast forward now from 1998 through to when did you first get introduced into crypto? Into crypto, very, very early days because of my brother, so Dr. Craig Wright. Right. And I started trading in about 2013. So they weren't huge trades, obviously, back then because, you know, Bitcoin wasn't worth a lot of money. Yep. It wasn't in the thousands like it is now. Yeah, and the, and the moves were probably, you know, $5, $10 moves. Yeah. Yeah. Did you retain a lot of the Bitcoin from back then or was it sort of, you, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, look, some people did have the vision um, and mm-hmm. the foresight to see where we've gotten to or, or at least 
look at the probabilities and think it's a worthwhile play to make. Others just ended up filthy sticking rich out of pure luck. And to both of those, well done. Is the house that you're sitting in right now, is this a Bitcoin purchase house? Did you manage to hang on to a big chunk and has it, has it been life-changing for you from 2013? There's potential it could have been, right? Yeah, I, I had a business back then as well. So the house that I'm sitting in now is purchased through um, – that business and through my ex-partner. Yep. So it's actually getting sold now if anyone wants to buy it. Timeless <laughs> <laughs> plug. Yeah. So um, no, that wasn't. I have, I'm very comfortable because of crypto. I won't deny that. Yep. But yeah, the this, this stuff that I have, a lot of that was pre-Bitcoin. Okay. So, so does that mean that your belief in the space is so strong that um, you're not really willing to get out of what you hold in crypto at the moment? Or are you somebody who sort of, you know, you're out and you're in, you're out and you're in as far as from your holding? Because I've got a trading account. I, I trade, mm-hmm. but I also invest. I keep them very, very yeah. separate. One's a long-term objective, mm-hmm. one's short-term based on charts. How do you play it? Yeah, I have that as well. So I have a, a long-term account where I've got a whole heap of coins and tokens that I truly believe in yeah. and I just hold those. And then I've got a trading account. So I've actually got several trading accounts on several different exchanges. You have to, right? You have yeah. to. <laughs> so, you know, um, and, and those I'm jumping in and out, in and out all the time. So with the discord that we have got with my daughter and, um, so we uh, like basically help people to trade. We train them, we give them charts and we've been open six weeks and we posted some uh, figures yesterday and we've made one uh, over 1100% in that six weeks. Well done. That's unreal. And that's based that just purely on trading? That is, yeah. And that's posting our losses as well. So our losses are never huge, never more than 4%. And are you uh, long and short with your trading? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what's your, what's your favorite margin trading platform then? Bitfinex. Yeah. Same. Do you <laughs> Bitfinex? Look, it's, it's just simply because it, um, it covers more products. It does, uh, yeah. It's a little bit easier to use for a trader. One of the frustrations that I have, and look, I've, I've interviewed a, a lot of people now, uh, traders, VCs, you know, some people that have created the, the projects that, we're, that we invest in, just all sorts. And, you know, I, I was with Bbox yesterday, um, which is an exchange out of China. They've, they've got number six in the volume on CMC, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm not sure what is and what isn't. But I, I keep asking the same question. When are we going to have something as simple as an order which has the entry, stop and target all linked as one? I mean, I, yeah. I'll trade on, on Binance. Obviously, there's no leverage available on oh, Binance. Yeah, Binance drives me a bit crazy just due to the fact that if you do want to have like a stop order and a long order, that you have to have a you know an API or you have to sit there and watch it or you have yep. to set alerts on TradingView. It's... Yes, yeah, they, they say that they're adding this year margin trading and stops and, you know, and all of that and sell orders at the same time. But it's like, when is that going to happen? Exactly, exactly. And look, the, it, the thing that doesn't make sense to me is if I'm, if I'm running an exchange, and I'm not, mm-hmm. but if I'm running an exchange, 
I want to have the people that are active, right? Because yeah. active traders means more trades, which means bigger volume, which means bigger commissions, which means more money, right? Exactly. Now, I think one of the things that uh, that has sort of the with the crypto exchange world is that they've sort of jumped the gun a little bit. Whereas most businesses take years and years and years of development and they get better and better and better. And they're doing like 0.5% changes to really get their market share. A lot of these exchanges just went boof, you know, made an absolute fortune through people entering the market and paying whatever yeah. fee they were asked to pay because no one cared. And many people hadn't traded uh, in traditional markets. They really didn't know what the yardstick was. Uh, then you've no. got, you know, as you list on these exchanges, I mean, some of the numbers that were being thrown around for tokens to list was absolutely insane. So they had a double shot in the arm right there uh, and just made they're the fastest unicorn ever, six months to a billion dollar valuation. Are you kidding me? So yeah. I think a lot of the reality of business has sort of been missed a little bit on some of these. Now, that's not to say the people that are running them aren't, you know, extremely intelligent and very good operators. Not at all. It's just that it's happened so quickly that their their bank balance is full. Now, I looked at this with something like um, with, with a lot of these platforms where you think, if you recall, was it uh, sort of November, December of 2017? Remember, you couldn't open an account. No, you couldn't. So Bitfinex closed down because, you know, the amount of people wanting to open an account at that point because everything was $20,000, I'm going to, it's going to a million dollars, I'm going to be rich, it's never going down. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, so it was really crazy and Bitfinex had to, you know, close that they were, couldn't even take anyone, they couldn't even, you know, add another person to that platform because it was becoming unstable. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and I remember people were selling their lot, their bit for next accounts, like 10 grand. Yeah. Um, it just, it just got wild. And, and you think back and you think to yourself, well, okay, if you're in that sort of position uh, and you're, you're stopping accounts because you can't handle it, are you going to invest? And I'm just putting the business brain on here, not the, on the trader. I want the, yeah. The, the orders. Are you going to invest in the infrastructure to fill out those order books to make it better and a better platform for the user or are you going to work on security and scalability to take on these accounts? Well, what's going to get you the bang for the buck right away? It's going to be onboarding more clients that are absolutely scratching their eyes out with forks trying to get in. So I can understand why they've put their money into development of bringing more people on. I get mm-hmm. that. But we are now 12, well, 13, 14 months past that period Yet the platform hasn't really changed all that much. And that's going across most of them. But their security has increased. They Mm. continue to increase that security. And that's a a major thing in crypto. Absolutely. Yeah. So you have to give Bitfinex, you know, kudos when that happens. Yeah. You know, they haven't, their, their platform, in my opinion, is functional, you know, and it does what it needs to do. So they're the best of a bad bunch. Exactly, exactly. So, but, you know, their security is top-notch and it's, you know, they have the hackathons and all of that and, you know, it, it's really good. Well, I mean, look, they have to, exactly right. The, you know, whenever anyone's investing into security, I'm not going to complain, trust me. Um, because, <laughs> it is, you know, you, because it is margin trading, you don't have to have everything on there, but you do need to have enough to sort of be able to take the risk of, on well, the size of risk that you deem necessary for a particular trade. Do yeah. you get next very much? I do, I do. So <laughs> mostly for Ethereum and Bitcoin, or do you mostly, go yeah, mostly for Ethereum and Bitcoin. So yeah. Yeah. it's good, good volume. I find trading Bitcoin on there. I haven't had too many issues with that. 
and Tron. You can also get Tron on there, which you can't get in other places, and Cardano, which... Yeah, and I think they've got um, their XRP's got really good liquidity as well. So Yes, actually, that, that is where I do trade Ripple as well. You, you got yeah. XRP, correct, yeah. Um, and <laughs> that happens to be the most profitable trading pair that I have at the moment. Don't know why. Oh, really? It just seems that this, when I trade it, it goes in my favour. I'm not going to ask why. I'm just <laughs> that is a good thing. Just keep trading it. Don't ask questions. That's it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, yes. um, look, we, we saw a pretty rough year last year, obviously. Uh, a lot of negativity. Uh, a, a couple of mm-hmm. things changed within the space. The whole uh, exuberance of passion and happiness and joy and we're all going to get rich and talks of Lambos and moons and all that sort of, you know, rubbish. Uh, it's sort of quietened down uh, and, and, and there's been a, an underlying uh, vein of um, negativity. Have you noticed that as well? Yeah, so on especially crypto Twitter. So yeah. it's, yeah, there's very, very negative people. You post something positive and they don't agree and they tear you down and it's like or you post a count that they don't agree with and they tear you down. It's like so... You know, I just, some days it's like a blockathon. It's just like block and move on, block and move on. And, you know, you can't, these these people like I've got my name out there and people know who I am. Mm. And But a lot of the people that are on Twitter, you don't know who they are. They're an avatar. They're a fake name. And, you know, so letting these people ruin my day is not something that I do anymore. It was something that I used to do. And I was like, oh, why are they saying this to me? Mm. It's like, what have I done wrong? Why don't they like me? But, no, it's, it's, it's in reality it doesn't matter it's like it's somebody they're having a bad day they're you know that's who knows it. what you need yeah. a hug yeah they need a hug that's it you know yes. the, the worst offenders and the most negative people the ones that are dealing with the most in their head it's i feel sorry for them i, I flip the lid i'm i i go to the point when, when they start doing that i just i reply back and say look i'm sorry you're having a bad day like i'm not gonna i'm not engaging in this i you're not yeah. putting me down. You can't, you can't stop me. I'm doing, I live me. You do you. If you're negative, fine. I'm not. I'm positive. Move on. And exactly. that should be for everybody out there. And if you are one of these negative pricks, then go away. Have a swim. <laughs> we'll come and get a cuddle. We're here for you. you know, we, yeah, come we, and give a cuddle. I'll give you a cuddle. We're here. You just walk up to us in the street and just embrace us. We're not going to think you're weird. We'll just go, we'll just whisper in your ear, you're a Twitter troll, aren't you? <laughs> and we'll yeah. just know we'll just know it's okay <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh it has it has definitely shifted and it's definitely changed and you know what i find interesting as well is I'm, I'm not sure how much uh presenting on stage you do i've never had a heckler no i've never had a heckler in person yeah, exactly so, yeah it's like they're always the you know the nameless faceless ones on twitter powerful they're they're really really confident they're so confident they have to hide behind a picture of a llama or a dog (laughs) or whatever and that's not being specific to anybody at all if someone's a llama i do apologize it's it's not aimed at you (laughs) in in person i I do a lot of i do a lot of trade shows and i do a lot of functions and i speak a lot of places and never never ever had somebody come up and heckle me. So, you know, they always are really, really nice. So, yeah. yeah. Most people generally are nice until you put something as a divide between you. A Chinese wall, so to speak, can be very, very empowering for people. And that's fine. As you say, don't get affected or offended by it. So, look, we've, as I say, we we have seen the market being quite uh, salty, all right? Mm -hmm. Uh, We're traders. So, you know, my portfolio has taken a bit of a bath. Um, 
that's fine. I'm, I'm in, when I say portfolio, I'm not looking at crypto investing where it's six, three to six months. I'm looking at proper investing. I'm, I'm, I'm here for years. I'm, I'm building my future. You know, this is yeah. for me, my dot com, uh, as, as what I call it. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be um, capitalizing on as much as I possibly can. But trading wise, Man, 2018, I know there was that range through, what was it, August or October, which was a bit slow. Um, but geez, there's been some good opportunities for short trades, hasn't there? Oh, there's been amazing opportunities. So yeah, some of those short trades have been just epic. So Well, it's yeah. the best thing about crypto, I mean, you've been around for longer than me trading, but for, for me, the the reward to risk ratios are just so much more powerful <laughs> as your cat just cruising along. <laughs> <laughs> like you should be <laughs> Dr. Evil like Evil, Dr. Evil, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, you know, the reward to risk ratios in crypto, the reason that I'm here, it's, I mean, you know, I had, uh, November was pretty quiet until I got a short on Bitcoin and that just blew my month up to be massively profitable. December yeah. was quiet until the 19th of December. I don't think I took any trades and then four trades, bang, December ended up being nearly as good as November. Yeah. And little things like you don't need, and this is where people miss out. You don't need to trade a lot to do well. No. And this is what I've, in my discord, I've got a million dollar challenge happening. So, and we probably put on maybe one to two trades a week, not, not a huge amount. So we're up about 50% since the beginning of the year, which is really huge. And you know, if you were putting that in a bank, what's the interest like two or 3%, just nothing. So yeah. And, And that's what I'm trying to show people that you can trade, you can have a life, you can do all of this and yeah, and and make a little bit of money on the side. Sounds like we practice the same preach here. It's about knowing what to do. Um, not saying having that. I mean, look, we're a 24 seven marketplace. We're not the sort of market where you go, I don't have any time. And so look, you do have time. You just choose not to use it. Well, that's the thing, a 24-7 market, people come into the market and they get so overwhelmed and they, I think for the first six months when you're in that market and you're not sleeping and you're making all the stupid mistakes yep. and and then they, they come to, you know, one of, one of the bigger traders and they come to one of the discords and then they learn how to do it. Yep. Uh, and they're like, oh my God, I didn't need to do any of that stuff. I didn't need to stay up 18 hours a day watching a screen move like $2. Yep. And uh, that's the thing is, yeah, until you go, I mean, I blew out three accounts back in 2006 when I first started trading and um, I thought I could just do it myself. I'm an entrepreneurial type of person. I thought I'll just work it out. Unfortunately, it's like going into a pantry with 5,000 ingredients and a chef like in a a restaurant and someone going, make a souffle. You go, pardon? (laughs) I I don't know what it is. I've got no recipe. I wouldn't know where to start. Exactly. Exactly. Here's the recipe. Here's how you do it. Now you go and practice that. And that's what people like you and I are doing, uh, yeah. providing them with that recipe and providing them with the ability to, well, giving them the ingredients and the method to then go and practice and practice. And they're not going to, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes a lot of time. It takes experience, the little nuances of, you know, why you would take this trade and not that one, why you minimize yeah. your risk on that one and manage your portfolio. These are things that come with experience, but the understanding of what to actually do to execute, the, 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 what to follow to get there, that's what people need and that's what we do. But there are so many different ways of trading oh, and yeah. you need to find the way that works for you. So, exactly. you know, I use Elliott Wave and I use Resistance and I use uh, Volume Profile. 
See, I don't use Elliott Wave or volume profile, but again, it doesn't matter because some people will relate to what you do and go, oh, that makes perfect sense. Some will relate to what I do and go, that makes perfect sense. And that's why I don't have a problem with having anybody else on the show that is doing something that people might deem as being competitive because it doesn't really matter. It's about choosing. No, it doesn't matter. It's just about choosing what works for you. So, and you know, people might come into my discord and they like go, okay, I can do, you know, the indicators or I'm going to use support and resistance only, or I'm going to use, you know, EMAs or RSIs or, yep. or whatever. Yep. So, you know, it, it is about learning what works for you and then using that and, you know, keeping true to you. Absolutely. So what do you think 2019 holds? I know it's a big question, but yeah. I know you also have a big brain bank um, <laughs> in the community and your brother and the people around him. So what are your thoughts? What, what do you think the market's waiting for and what are you waiting for? Well, I'm waiting for this next high. So I think we're, according to Elliott Wave, I think we're in a, B, a greater B wave and then we're going to see a lower low and I'm aiming for about 2,000 sort of 700 to 800-ish as my low. So that's going to be another epic short. And up here, I think we're now probably going to the high fours, maybe even into the low fives. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is... Uh, yeah, that sort of pattern is what I'm I'm seeing. So here I'm seeing a three eight fifty ish on Bitmex, um, and then a retrace, and then we'll get higher again. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for at the moment, and the pattern that I'm seeing. And yep. um, so after that, the low, which I think will take a couple of months to get there. So it's not going to be an instantaneous thing. Obviously, we get you know the bumps along the way. Good, good yeah, so um, I'm thinking that'll be around sort of May where we start to turn and we start to climb again. Cool. Well, not too far off for different reasons. I'm looking at if we break 3,000, I see 3,000 as being a pretty strong support level right now, the only mm-hmm. real strong level. And below that, um, I'm looking at 1,800 as an absolute, you know, that, that's the next step down. I'm not yeah. suggesting we'll get there, not at all. These are <laughs> the, the two horizontal lines that I've got on my chart that are underneath the current price action. It's 3,800. Yeah. Now, we might not get there. We've also I, got, I've got a $1,200 line, but I don't think we'll get there. Oh, I, I hope not as well. I don't think we will. And if we do get that far, then, you know, it'll probably be because of um, the, just the fact that uh, there won't be people being involved, really. Uh, and I don't see that happening. You know, the VCs I'm talking to, the there's a lot going on behind closed doors right now. The hype of 2007 woke a lot of big business up, small business, yeah. media business, entrepreneurs and business people. Now, once they see it and they start to research and they go, oh, geez, this is the future. Okay, they're building now. And there's a lot of that going on as we speak. Yeah. So I've got no, um, I've not got no issue long-term in this marketplace, short-term. Well, we're lucky, not lucky. We've done the work. We've got the skill set so we can make money whether she goes up or down. Exactly, exactly. Look, where can people find out more about what you do, Lisa? Lots of different places. So um, if they're after the trading, jump onto Twitter. So Lisa N. Edwards is my Twitter handle and it's got a link to my Discord there if they want to join my Discord and learn how to trade. Um, We're doing some amazing trades and some amazing lessons in there at the moment. Um, If they want to know about my film stuff, they can look me up on IMDb. So I've um, got a few scripts in production at the moment. I so you've got a bunch of awards and whatnot, right? Yeah. So I, I think I've got 22 awards now, which wow, is pretty you cool. Wow, your bio. I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know. Well there's, there's not enough time in the day. Oh, and yeah. then um, if they're looking for my novels, I've got three novels released and they're pretty much everywhere. So if you search me, uh, Lisa and Edwards author, you'll get my novels and there's uh, three of them and a fourth coming later this year. And if you want to buy a house, just jump on Twitter and ask. Yeah, if you want to buy a house in, in Melbourne, then, yeah, $1.3 million will get you it. <laughs> there you go. Well, you've got the lowdown, what you need, where you need it from, from acting, books, scripts, crypto, and if you want to buy a lovely house in Melbourne, you know where to find Lisa Redwoods, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I wish you all the best going forward. Good luck selling the house. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Thanks very much. Bye for now, guys. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.